Mothers Rise is a podcast dedicated to empowering women and sharing their occasional stories in order to help you become the best version of yourself. The show covers a wide range of topics to improve your business, body, mind, and soul. So welcome to Daughters Rise. Jesus said in Revelations chapter 3, verse 20, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come in to him and will sup with him and he with me. I want you to know, I'm at your door knocking today. Now this may sound harsh, but it's weighing on my heart and I really need to share. We are witnessing the living word of God all around us every day right now. Many are choosing to stay in their cocoons and ignore the signs, but far too many of us can't. We are all born as children of wrath and we live our lives to a certain point in the desires of our flesh. Some of the purest souls can be caught up in the desires of their flesh. And that doesn't mean just sexual desires. When people of God mention desires of the flesh, it is any desire. The Apostle Paul, actually a man once like you and I, defines the lust of the flesh or the desires of the flesh in Galatians chapter 5, 19 through 21, where he says, it is sexual immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, fits of anger, rivalries, dissensions, divisions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and things like these. If you are caught up in these things, things of the flesh, you will remain in the wrath. Paul explains the wrath in Ephesians uh, chapter 2, verse 3, because he says, prior to knowing Christ, everyone was under the judgment of God. If you are not walking in peace, it is time to root it out. Why not? Why can't, why, what can you do to change that? And how can you repent? Seek a Bible-based church and work this out for yourself. In Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8 through 10, it says, For by grace you have been saved through faith, and not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not works, lest anyone should boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. In Titus, it says that God saved us to be, quote, a people of his own possession who are zealous for good works. That's in Titus uh, chapter 2, verse 15. Good works are intended to meet the needs of others and to make our corner of God's creation productive. And this harkens back to the mandate to till the ground and make it fruitful, which is Genesis chapter 2, verse 5 and uh, 15. And that good works serve God and people, but they are not done primarily to earn favor from God and people. It's forgiving. It's giving just to give. The message of Titus is that sound teaching and our works to please him, God, and help others leads to godliness. As an authentic apostolic doctrine 
um, that's received and loved, all kinds of people will learn to live in ways that are pleasing to God, which is not easy to learn at first. But it can happen from those currently enmeshed in false teachings to those who are actually elders and overseers of the church. Everyone is subject to walking in his word. The more we work to overcome our self-centeredness, the more we become aware of our desire to receive from this world, and we come to realize the extent of which we are concerned only for ourselves, this awareness, although very painful, is extremely important. Awareness of our selfishness and the sorrow that realization brings us are what allow for our inner transformation. Feeling our enslavement enables us to be redeemed. If you're awakened to God and to the truth of this floating garden we all live on, if you see God's calling on all of our lives, then it, isn't it time that you become the knock at the hearts of others who need to be awakened too? Time is, is precious. And remember what John said in chapter 16, Um, verse 33, he said, I have said these things to you, that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but take heart, I have overcome the world. And if he can do it, so can you. We are at a spiritual war right now. You've been lied to, and I know you've heard people talking about it, but I've experienced some of it. I've seen remnants of this war in my path over the last six years. I've fought battles I'm not even sure I can explain yet. But this war is about soul retrieval. There is evil in this world. And just as Matthew said in chapter 16, verse 26, what good will it be for someone to gain the whole world, yet forfeit their soul? Or what can anyone give in exchange for their soul? I don't know. I will not forfeit my soul. Will you? I'm knocking on your door right now. Please let me in. I encourage you to dive into your Bible. What does it say about your soul? In Matthew ten twenty-eight, it says, Do not be afraid of those who kill the body, but cannot kill the soul. Rather, be afraid of the one who can destroy the, both the soul and the body in hell. That hell is here on earth, and God needs our repentance. He needs his children to want to come home to him. Now, we all have free will. You know this. So what is your will? Maybe you don't quite believe in all that I've said, and and the Bible seems so far-fetched to you right now, something so far remote from your life today as you live it. Does that sound about right? I just encourage you, to seek others who have woken up. Seek answers to your tough questions right now. Don't ignore them. Bring yourself and your soul to God and live in peace. Your soul can find rest in God. Your salvation comes from Him. Thank you for listening to the show. If you enjoyed it, Please like and follow Daughters Rise and share the show with someone you know who could benefit from listening too. 